Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Crypto OG Show. And the first thing I want to talk to you guys about for this episode is I want to remind that this space that I'm creating is a non-judgmental space, okay? I want to um, be open about myself, about my experience in crypto, um, about my, my emotions, my emotional roller coaster that I've been through these last six years. But with that, I want to create this vulnerability so that the people watching, you have the vulnerability to ask whatever you want. Um, anything to do with crypto, with, with, um, with, with finances, with um, really with about anything. Uh, I'll talk about anything. Uh, the whole point of this show is so that you feel safe enough to, to go ahead and just ask. Um, I'm an open book. So with that said, the first thing I want to talk to you guys about with this episode is um, something that I've been accumulating for the last six years um, that I wanted to share, uh, something that my group and I, we've come up with um, as we've invested into different um, companies. And that's five different points that you have to check off uh, when you're doing a vetting of a new crypto investment, okay? So five points that you want to make sure that you hit when you're doing an investment. Now, one thing that's really important to remember is that this industry is very different than uh, real world markets. Um, when you compare it to commodities, when you compare it to stocks, um, you know, purchasing a home, it's very different markets um, on how you, how you vet and how you decide if it's a good investment or a bad investment, okay? So let's just start going down the list. So the first important thing, obviously, is the financial aspect of the uh, crypto company. Um, we're all here to make money, so that's a very important part of the five steps that you wanna look at. And the first thing of the financial aspect of it is the tokenomics. Now, in regular companies, you're looking at, um, you know, you're looking at the team, you're looking at the history of the company, you're looking at um, how much money was invested, like all these basic things, which is very important also to do in crypto. But something that was newly created or invented in crypto was something called tokenomics. Um, what's really cool about crypto is that every coin, okay, has a finite or um, a, a, a limited uh, amount of tokens, okay, finite. That means it's not infinite. Um, there's only a set amount. Uh, Bitcoin has 21 million. Um, uh, Video coin has 265 million. Ethereum, I think, has 100 million. Anyway, the point is that every coin has a different amount of tokens that you can actually see the number and go, okay, there'll never be more than this. Okay, and what's cool about that is that you can then decide, oh, okay, so I just need to buy a certain amount, of, uh, a certain percentage of it and I'll own a certain percentage of every coin that will ever be exist of that token or coin or whatever. Um, so that's very important to, to, to be aware of. Um, and then also in tokenomics, that's like the most important thing. And, and then also in tokenomics, you wanna look at um, the, the, the seed round and the price points that everybody came in before you. Um, you wanna look at um, um, the amount of investors, really the amount of wallets that exist right, that, that each token is in. Um, you want to look at the, 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 I call it, the, I guess, a centralization of tokens. Like sometimes you get these big companies coming in and buying a huge amount, like exchanges usually 
to have large amounts inside their exchange to trade. You gotta be conscious of that. Who has control of what? Um, you wanna look at also vesting period, okay? Um, in the financial part of, of the crypto companies, um, and this is something that's I think happened only in the last couple of years, I think because of the bear market, um, they created this, this, this vesting period thing that uh, will, um, you know, if you, if, if all, uh, you gotta see if all your tokens are gonna be distributed on the TEG event, the token generation event, or if you're gonna have only a percentage given during that time and then the rest will be divided quarterly or monthly or whatever, uh, distributed through time. Um, a lot of these companies recently started doing this the last couple of years. Uh, again, I think it's because of the bear market. They're trying to mitigate dumping. Uh, dumping meaning like people selling into the market, into the order book and pushing the price down. Uh, so this was a form to a, a way to mitigate that from happening. Um, I, I, I don't know if it works very well, if it, if it has worked very well. Um, but again, it's, it depends. It depends on a lot of stuff. Uh, it depends on, on conditions and a lot of variables. Uh, and another thing you want to look at is also uh, for the financial aspect of it is the IRS's classification. Um, IRS wants to classify everything as a property tax and tax it like that long, long term, short term. Uh, and then you have the SEC. SEC wants to classify it as uh, securities. Um, so you really got to be conscious of what classification that specific crypto has that you're investing into. Okay, so that's the first thing is the financial aspect. The second thing you wanna look at is technology, right? Where this whole industry is about innovation, about creating new technology. So you wanna look at specifically the tech. You know, how good is it? Is it, uh, is it an industry disruptor? You know, is it, is it trying to, to change the way transactions are done in a specific industry? Um, for example, VideoCoin, uh, it's trying to disrupt uh, video, uh, uh, transcoding. They created a whole thing called proof of transcoding, which I can get into uh, and talk for, for a while about, but um, um, it's just, a, it's, just a, 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 it's the tech that's disrupting this specific industry. Um, there's also another one called Theta, just kind of doing something similar, but not really. Uh, and then you have uh, uh, Salt, for example. Salt is, is trying to disrupt lending. Um, uh, what's another? Metal Pay is trying to disrupt peer-to-peer -peer payment systems like Venmo. Uh, there's a few, so you gotta look at the tech to see how good or what it is, what is it doing? Uh, what, what are they trying to do with it? Um, is it solving, and this is a very important thing that I added on to this that I think is important to keep note of. Is it solving a current problem or is it solving a future problem? Um, the idea of blockchain and putting transactional, anything that has to do with transactions on the blockchain, is amazing, but it's, 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 it's created problems that don't exist yet that they're trying to solve because like, oh, eventually it's gonna get to this point that they're gonna have to you know, need this and this. The problem with that is that you're, you're not, you know, for the short-term gains, you're, not, you're, you're probably gonna be put on the back burner uh, or not. I mean, it could be the, the one that make, you know, it could be the next Ethereum, uh, but just be conscious of it. You know, be aware what kind of, what kind of problem is it trying to fix? Is it trying to um, solve now or later? Um, it, does it have a functioning product or is it still just speculative? That's a huge one that's happened since the ICO craze. Uh, during the ICO craze, 
a lot of people went into uh, the Ethereum blockchain and created these, these tokens, right, on this online computer. That's what the Ethereum um, network is. It's, it's just an online computer that's distributed and decentralized. And you, can, you could have gone on in there, created a token that represented an idea, a white paper. A uh, white paper is, a, is, a, is like a 20, 30 page paper that basically goes step by step of your tech, showing all the math, all the explanations, all the lingo, everything that you've invented. Um, so people were creating this white, these white papers, going to the Ethereum network, creating the, the token and, the, and the, the code that represents it, and then, and then basically just fundraising. <laughs> uh, and, and there's no product. It's just this like idea that was written down. And so there's no product, and these companies are, are raising tens of millions, if not hundreds of millions, sometimes a billion EOS, uh, without a working product. And it just blows my mind that that happened. But here we are. Um, and so it's very important, um, and what I believe is happening now, and that's been happening the last couple of year, year and a half, is that a lot of these companies are starting to fail. Like the money is like leaving the markets of these companies and they're going into real products. And so I believe the transition that's happening now into 2020 is do you have a working product or not? Are you still just speculative? So. Being aware of that is super important for the tech part and for your investment so that you're not just investing into more vaporware and more like promises uh, and broken dreams. <laughs> um, and then the, the last part of tech is, is it, on a, is it on a native blockchain or is it built on another blockchain, right? Um, Ethereum, like I, I said earlier, is, is the, the one example that a lot, most companies have, have created uh, the tokens on and, and have, are being built on. Uh, Neo is another one. It's an Asian style Ethereum. Um, or is it or is it a native blockchain? You know, does it have its own blockchain? Um, um, and there's a lot of those. And I believe this is important because um, you know, are you reliant on another network or do you have your own? Simple as that. Um, and I believe you can do a lot more with your own network than you can on the Ethereum blockchain or one of those. Um, so I would, I would he be hesitant on these new, on the, the old ICO ways of being built on the Ethereum block. Not that it's wrong, not that it can't work and not that it can't function. There's a lot of them out there, especially VideoCoin. I'm super invested into VideoCoin and it's an Ethereum token, but that's because it's a hybrid. Uh, and that's a whole, again, that's a whole explanation I can go down into that it, it hy it's hybrid, hybridized into a native blockchain. Again, different thing. So those are the first two steps, okay? You have your financial aspect and the technology aspect behind the, the project. Third thing is legal. Now legal um, is something that has, I believe, really gotten uh, a lot of scrutiny around it, a lot of pressure around it in the last year. Um, up, until, up until a year ago or so, uh, most people, we were kind of putting the legal stuff a little bit on the back burner, not really conscious of it. I think, I think most of them were just like, let's just build, and then when regulations come around, we'll try to self-regulate as best as we, as we can and, and maybe get grandfathered in. They did. <laughs> a, lot of, a lot of companies got grandfathered in. Uh, they didn't have to do a lot of the, a lot of, they didn't have to like go back and fix things that were newly new laws that were created um so in the last year you've had all these like new regulations and new new rules and laws 
And so all these companies are having to self-regulate and adjust themselves to, to it. Um, so here's some of the things that you have to kind of be conscious of. Uh, um, the classification uh, kind of goes back to what I was saying earlier but with the IRS. The SEC is classifying everything or wanting to classify everything as a security. Um, but I'm, I'm noticing that some, there's been some negotiations, I guess. Uh, and so I say negotiations, but like specific classifications based on very specific details and variables to see if, if, it, if it can stay a utility or if it needs to be switched to a, um, a security. Um, so that's something to be conscious of. Um, another thing is KYC slash AML. Um, if you've never seen that before, basically it's uh, KYC means know your client or know your customer, which is uh, that you have to go through a series of um, uh, document uploads, um, either your your driver's license, passport, proof of address. Um, I've had I've been asked for bank statements. I've been asked for for proof. Uh, so so if, uh, a lot of these you have to be an accredited investor. So they they'll ask you questions of like like hey prove that you have a million dollars in assets. Prove that you make this much money. So there's a lot of these like proving, and then. Um, AML is anti-money laundering uh, questionnaire, which you'll get, you'll usually get, which is just like, is this is this for you, or are you doing this for somebody else to launder money through crypto? Um, so uh, be conscious of that. You want to get, you want to go with a company that has that, uh, just because it's it's under, it'll be safe underneath the regulations, and that's just the right way to do it. I mean, you know, crypto. You have a, a crypto started with a lot of people that wanted to be anonymous and using crypto to be to be like, oh, I can hide myself. I don't have to be a part of the the banking system, which is great. You can, um, but there's I I you know the Silk Road, um, all these huge uh, drug sites, you know, uh, darknet drug sites were shut down in the last couple of years because of crypto because they were able to track. The transactions back to the the, um, the the site. So I think I don't think it'll last. I don't think if you want to be this anonymous person forever, mm, it's going to be hard. The internet's the technology is, is just compounding so fast. That it's going to be very difficult to keep up with being that separated from the connection of everyone. <laughs> um, but that's just my opinion. Maybe you can. I just don't know enough. I don't know. Prove me wrong, right? Ask me the questions so that I can be aware. Um, here's another part of legal that I thought was super important to include that I think I realize has been happening, especially in this industry that's so forward-thinking and innovative. Um, I've been looking at, when I invest into a company, I've been kind of vetting the, the team of lawyers, their legal team. Um, is their legal team confident Meaning like, are they you know, pushing the envelope and, and wanting to change the laws instead of just feeling safe and being safe and, go, and being hesitant and, and not putting the foot on the gas and kind of being like, well, let's just self-regulate and wait until things change and see what happens. And kind of just like, eh, uh, those guys, man, for me, I, I'd, rather the, I'd rather the pusher because then you're actually forcing change. Um, and things are not going to change if you don't change. Things will not go forward if you don't move. <laughs> and so um, that's something that I've been more aware of as I've invested into new companies. 
which is something very important, I think, I believe, to be aware of so that you know if you're behind a, a driving company or one just kind of sitting back waiting for things to happen. Um, and then also be aware of, you know, we're dealing with international companies. Um, the dot-com era during the 90s when all these internet companies started coming around, um, they started off as national, like inside the U.S., inside the, like the individual countries, but and then because the internet got so much faster, so much more connected, easier to access, they all became global corporations. Um, and now we're having this other transition where, again, it's the same thing. It's all these global corporations, but they're decentralized and you have control of your own money and you can, you're not going through a third party. So it's all this, it's the same idea, but just like, you, it's yours. <laughs> Um, so just be, be conscious of the investment that you're doing if it's going to affect you legally uh, in your country, you know, uh, because the company is from China or from wherever. Um, a lot of these companies won't allow uh, to be, if you're a U.S. customer, you, they won't allow the U.S. customer to invest because they're not, you know, they're, they're of that separation, of that legal uh, discrimination. Um, usually you have to be um, an accredited investor, like I said earlier. You have to have that, that, that certification. You have a, at least a million dollars or, you know, you make, I think it's something like you make $350,000 a year. And there's a few requirements. Um, so yeah, be conscious of that. So those three things are the first three um, is financial, technology, and the legal. Fourth thing, branding, Okay. Branding, I believe to be super important because um, it's part of awareness. It's part of mainstream awareness and mainstream onboarding, I guess you can say. Um, Branding is important. It's all, you know, it, it's all about the community. And if the community is not engaged and doesn't feel pulled to the project in some way or another, there's not going to be money flowing into there. Um, so a few, a few things that I talk about with branding, really, I mean, it's a, something as easy as like the color scheme. Like, is this something that's uh, attractive or feels good to look at? Um, you know, is the name catchy? Does it have this use buzzwords? Is there, um, and sometimes using buzzwords might not, might not be a good thing. Um, you know, is using too much buzzwords, not enough buzzwords. Um, also, does it have a marketing strategy? Does the company have a marketing plan uh, to to create you know momentum in the conversation about the project you know is there enough updates coming out is there enough partnerships enough news enough like all this stuff is so important and I want to say that this is because crypto really fucked up our perception of time and uh, you know time is a construct I can go down I can talk about an hour uh, I can talk an hour about time and how it, it's all happening at the same time. But um, yeah, crypto definitely, because of the speed at which it moves, um, when I say speed, I mean like the trading and because transactions are so fast and everything, all the communication is done through uh, chat. Um, and you have all these online tools that are being used to bring people together and communities together. So all this stuff is really like mess with our perception of time. Um, so branding, um, um, branding is super important and, and, and the marketing strategy, how they're releasing the new information, right? 
how they're how consistently they're releasing the information is so super important to the um, to the success of the project, um, at least in the short term. Um, maybe not in the long term. Long term, I think a lot of these projects will be successful regardless of the marketing and the branding. Um, for the short term, uh, at least for the people in crypto, uh, they're very aware of how little information usually comes out uh, with some of these companies. So uh, just be weary of that. Um, and then the last thing, which is, I believe, I, I put it last, but I think it's really, really the most important thing is community. Um, you know, obviously other than the, the tokenomics financial parts of it, um, if you don't have a group of people that believe in your project, it's worthless, you know? Why does gold have value? Uh, because it's been around for thousands of years and over the, over the millennia, people have come together and agreed, hey, this is worth something, it's pretty and shiny, and you can melt it and it does this and it does this and it does this, and then they found uses for it and then it became valuable over time. Um, so just because people believed in it and, and, and used it, you know? Um, and so just like with crypto, Crypto, if, if, if enough people believe in that specific project and buy into it and are engaged and are, are, are in it, it's valuable. It's worth something because of that belief. You know, a lot of people called the crypto for a long time. They, they would tell me, oh, you, you got that magic Internet money. Yeah, I do, because, you know, all these people believe that this is worth something. So it's magic in that way and that people believe it. Um, so that's having the community is such a huge, huge part of it. Um, um, and and, and uh, uh, around the community, um, what the points I like to, to hit is, you know, who are the team members? Um, how well known are the team members? Are they connected with, with other projects before that project? You know, uh, real world projects. Um, um, how accessible is the leadership? Um, can you do, you know, ask me anything, uh, AMAs, where the community can come in and just ask the leadership anything they want and have it answered. You know, we've never had access to leadership like this before. It's the first time that um, these companies are, are like uh, opening up the doors to be scrutinized and, and, and kind of like torn down a little bit sometimes. But, but, you know, just being vulnerable to the community to show, hey, I'm here, I'm here, I'm in it, I'm in this thing. I'm in it with you guys. Um, so that's a huge part of it. Uh, and really just like, you know, how engaged the, the whole community is. Um, if, you don't, if you don't keep that up, if you don't keep that engagement up um, with the people, people will just, funnel, they'll sell and they'll funnel their funds into something else. And it's so fast that happens. In and out, in and out. You have new people coming in, new old, and people coming and going out of the project. So it happens consistently, constantly. And so if you're not aware of that, of how much engagement, how much of the community is involved, then you'll start you'll start to lose that that uh, support. And then also, you know, if they have any partnerships with influencers, um, I, I think um, we're so new in this. The, the industry is so new that there's still not a lot of influencers yet. Um, at least the ones that do exist, uh, they're, they're much smaller compared to real world, real world market. But uh, nonetheless, I think it's because community is so engaged, it's important for these projects to like uh, partner up or co-sponsor with, with uh, influencers or um, you know, companies that are doing that specific type of work where they're like questioning and, and doing AMAs and doing all this kind of stuff. Like stuff, what, what I'm doing here. 
uh, is what, I, what I'm talking about. Just people that are willing to ask the, the hard questions and, and push it out there. I think it's important for, for these crypto companies to, to partner up with these types of people. Um, so those are the five things. Uh, you have financial, technology, uh, legal, uh, branding, and community, okay? Um, and if you hit those five points and you really DYOR, right? Hashtag DYOR, do your own research, which watching me is kind of doing your own research, so you're welcome. I did it for you. Um, but yeah, if, if you do all those things um, for that specific company that you're investing into, then you should be golden. You should be good, um, especially because you've, you've gone through every step and, and connected the emotional state you're in to the decision you're making, okay? Creating discernment. You don't want to be too intellect where you're just looking at the facts. You want to feel it. You want to feel it in your body. You want to go into the, to, to, you, go, you go down all those things I, I listed, and then you feel it. You talk to the people, you chat with other, other members of the community that are invested, and you feel it in your body. And that's something a lot of us have forgotten to do, to trust our gut, trust our instincts. Um, our brain is really good at accumulating information, but it's terrible, terrible at filing through it. It's terrible at like, going through all the facts once you've absorbed it. Um, and so what I've learned is that your body is kind of your second brain in support of your big brain or your small brain, because <laughs> this is a bigger brain. Um, but your body is kind of listening or kind of like accumulating that information as well. And then it's going to give you a quick response to, that, to all that information that you've accumulated. And so then you have to really hone in, okay, does that feel good? Does that feel bad? Is it bringing me joy? Is it bringing me fear? or anxiety, then you can make the decision. That creates discernment. So I hope you've learned what the five steps are, and I hope you learned that um, it takes a combination of, of, your, of your emotional state with your intellect to really create that decision that you can make a, a, an investment into and not feel, um, not feel that you did a bad thing, right? That you did a good thing, and that's what it's all about. So. Um, I'm gonna go ahead and end it here. Um, I really appreciate everyone that has been listening. Um, I'm excited to share more with you guys. I have tons of others, tons of other ideas up on the board here that um, I'm gonna start filming uh, in the next couple weeks. Um, so join me on this journey. It's gonna be exciting. And again, a reminder: this is a safe, a safe space, safe place that you can come in. Ask anything you want with no judgment. I will be more than happy to answer. All right, thank you for joining me, and I'll see you guys next time.